Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Hope everyone is well. Um, you know, it's been a minute since we have been live, uh, but uh, we're okay, meaning me and my husband. And um, we're going to check in also with Princess Cooper, CEO of Never Had It So Good Entertainment Networks and Sports Networks to see how she's doing. So good morning, Princess. How are you? Good morning, Gretchen. I was um, logging into your show and calling into another show, so uh, my own (laughs) state of confusion this morning. But I'm doing really good, Um, and we're moving on. Uh, We still understand what is happening and what has happened Um, in the southern part of Florida. Um, and just the amazing work of God in its own way. Um, but that storm surge really took a toll on those who wanted to stay and ride it out. It was – now, I, I will say, we didn't have a power outage like we did with Irma, which was five years ago. Irma mm-hmm. was – you know, we were without power for four days. This one, we got a, a couple of glitches, mostly with the cable, and that was – it with regards to that type of stuff but i have to say i think i mean i you you, and you probably can felt this too this was definitely for me anyway much worse than irma power outage or not uh i was just waiting for like to go or, or something a window to break or or something to be tossed about. We had definitely some um, down tree branches because we have two big oak trees, one in the front and one in the back, right by the house. Um, but I, I tend to think that that kind of saved us from a lot of the wind that could have been damaging if, if we, you know, if there was something, let's say, that could have been tossed and there was nothing to, to buffer it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Um but you know, you I also do? believe, and I and I saw, I, I did see where there were several really big oak trees tumble. I mean, just pushed over. And I'm talking about wow. in South Carolina. I, I'm not mm-hmm. even talking about you know um, that were right. completely pushed over onto the buildings, um, commercial or residential. Um, you know, it, it's just um, it's sad. But what is just so eye opening is that um, to see the boats on top of a building, to see boats on top yeah. of each other, um, and to see, see them the moved trees. up in the trees 
or yeah. at one point the the storm had taken all of the water and pushed it out of the bay and it was mm-hmm. just all of the boats were sitting on mud and then mm-hmm. the storm surge brings it all back in um and to see water at the top of a a stop sign you know submerging the stop sign it's just amazing um stuff to me but again biblical to me in a, in a way um and I'm concerned about those in Florida who felt that they were not given enough of a warning. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, the reports, and maybe I watch a lot of Weather Channel or, or CNN. I don't do a whole lot of local news. But if mm-hmm. I knew that storm was coming two weeks ago, I, you know, I, I would assume that Floridians would have known too, and that's my concern. I don't know who we can blame now. To say, well, they didn't tell us that we were. It was a mandatory mm-hmm. evacuation. At some point, mm-hmm. you have to be smart yourself and say things can be replaced. Life can't. Um, right. And I don't. I don't know how we're putting the culpability with now. You know, the city and the county and and the state, and we all know my concerns with Ron DeSantis. That's a whole different thing. But here we go. Yeah. So the death toll. Uh, all together, it seems, um, is over 100 people for this. And um, it's, it's amazing to me that, and I know they're still doing what they call recovery now instead of rescue, so they're, the toll may be rising. But I am just thankful that it wasn't more because from what I saw, I wouldn't have been surprised if there was more, um, you know, and, and I, I've seen all types of reports, you know, man over uh, Pine Island, by the way, is, is the area where it says it, it made the uh, the initial, uh, well, the, the landfall there. Um, to me, and, and I want a beach house. I do. I want a house on a beach. I want a house on an island. But if I saw that coming, I would have been out of there uh, no one would have had to tell me. I'd have been gone, um, and just hope that you know I have the the best insurance that I I can have for a situation like that. And um, you know maybe some hopefully knowing the situation that I put myself in by having a beach house or house on the island, have some funds banked for you know the escape and the the recovery afterwards. Um, I've been listening to stories where one guy was saying you know he was going to try to ride it out on his boat. Um, and he eventually ended up having to go in the midst of it all and, and just run to the nearest place he could find and, and hunker down because his boat, kept, you know, got damaged, got smashed up, you know, on, on the shore. Um, and, you know, he didn't, he couldn't stay. Yeah. So, you know, um, beautiful homes. It, it is something mm-hmm. peaceful about waking up. And waking up to the water crashing on the mm-hmm. beach, you know, it is something beautiful about the whole peninsula of Florida. There's something beautiful yeah. about that. But yeah. God has a way of even equalizing that. And, you know, storms are going to come. And when they rage like that, we got to move out of the way. And sometimes it only not only moves people, it moves buildings and things and stuff and accumulation of stuff. Um, and and mm-hmm. I've heard stories about, you know, um, we left California and we lost our ha- house to house fires. 
and we moved mm-hmm. and built here and we just got it up and, and done last year and now the storm has wiped it away. That's sad to me. But again, you live to talk about it. I, I Well it, that's, it that's is a, sad and yes they live to talk about it. But my thing is uh, you know, and I'm not trying to be insensitive. You you kinda know what you're getting into. Yeah. You've heard the you know stories. The there's a history. You can look it up. You know, you can't just say, well, you know, it, it won't have, it won't, you know, it, lightning won't strike twice in the same place, so to speak. Um, you know, you can't just assume that it's not going to happen or that you're going to be prepared. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, and, and I'm sorry for the people that have come you know, and, and saying this is where I plan on retiring or this is plan- where I plan to spend the rest of my life or this is wh- what um, suits me best because of health reasons. A lot of people come down for health reasons. You know, they can't deal with, you know, too much cold or, or you know, different type of um, climate or elevation or whatever, and they come here. And, and so I, I want – by the way, before I go any further, I want people, if you have a story that you want to share – Please give us a call, share your story. The number is 516-387-1944. That's 516-387-1944. But, you know, I'm uh, I'm also concerned. We have an area here in central Florida, um, not too far from where I live. Um, I I pass by that on a regular basis. My church is near it, um, called Orla Vista. Um, When Irma came, there was flooding, immense, immense flooding, people having a hard time getting out. Um, I, um, one of my church members said they knew someone that ended up with several, a few feet of water in their home, and, appar- and uh, apparently it traumatized this person so bad that they, they're in the hospital now. Uh, mm-hmm. Because of what, what has happened, because they had it with Irma, and they've had they have it now. Um, same thing. And apparently, uh, we, as we've been listening to the stories, my husband and I, they've been talking about uh, there's been trouble in that particular area since, I want to say Hurricane Donna, they said, or something in the 1960s. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a long time without something being done. I mean, and I don't know. If you you change, you know the way the water flows in and out. Of, you know the drainage apparently is, is not you know enough. Um, and then on top of that, this is this and you know I, I I say this not necessarily wanting to disrespect builders at all, but there has to be a change in terms of what builders are allowed to do because what they do when they build new subdivisions sometimes is it ends up displacing water it definitely when they uh, raise an area it displaces uh certain wildlife wildlife and horticulture that's indigenous to a particular area, and there needs to be, in my opinion, some sort of uh, regulations, some sort of accountability, some sort of uh, 
I guess payback or a fund or something that that I think they they should pay into for people who suffer because the land was reconfigured, reconstructed in order to accommodate X amount of houses. You know, I don't know. I I, I have issues. With, with that because I mean if you know this is a low no matter how you feel it this is always going to be a low point it's always going to flood you know and even if it's not a, even if it's a hundred years ago if it has a history uh, history does repeat itself you know so exactly I mean there's enough <laughs> there's enough like you said history out out and um, when the storm was was coming last week and um, I think it was Monday or Tuesday and I was on a Zoom with my clients out of Denver, Colorado and they said, are you prepared? And I said, yes, yeah. so I'm, I'm worried about my family and all of my friends and colleagues in the state of Florida. I hope that they prepared. Um, and he said, I think I'd rather face the snow than the possibility of a storm that could threaten, you know, my home, my livelihood, my whatever. But um, if you move to the state of Florida or if you move to any shore, any beach area, you have to understand that that's a possibility um, for sure. And you have to prepare with flood insurance, you know, insurance, storm insurance, whatever you have to prepare. And I remember the storm coming to the shores of South Carolina and the threat of this is a thousand-year storm and flooding will happen. I remember that. And I remember, um, okay, well, we need to go and get some flood insurance. The insurance industry and the company that I dealt with for the past 10, 15 years said, if you get flood insurance, we welcome that, but it does not go in effect for 90 days. Can't say a storm is coming. No, <laughs> you can't not at all. Say a storm is coming, and then I'm going to go ahead and go get prepared. And what has come to light here, and the reason I brought that up, Gretchen, is because a lot of these people that we consider on the beach, you know, having a better way of life or a different kind of version of life, have some money to do that. And a lot of them said they don't have any flood insurance. They don't have any insurance at all. No. That is mm-hmm. amazing to me. It, no. Uh, you Flood insurance is... is a tricky thing, <laughs> and I want to get somebody on here to talk about it at some point. But, I mean, I, I remember, for example, a, a buyer that I had, a, a nice young couple, um, purchased a home, nice area, and a corner of their property was considered in the flood zone because if you looked at the 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 top, I guess the I'm going to mispronounce this topographical map, uh, the topography of the area, where what, where it dips and where it, you know, raises and everything. And just their corner, they had to buy flood insurance just because of that corner. You know, that 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 corner that may yeah. or may not flood, but just because yeah. of where it was. Um, the thing that that I found interesting too mm-hmm. is. And I got. I really want to get someone on to talk about that. They talked about how the impact of this storm may have changed the shoreline, or 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 the way the Gulf is formed, some kind of way. Which I thought that I was like, 
you know, we're we're talking about human life, but we're talking about an altering of the an earth altering hurricane. You know. But yeah, an what earth is altering hurricane. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, no, no, please go. Just to see, um, just to see some of the docks that are torn away. But the actual road from Sanibel Island, you know, mm-hmm. is is it's gone. Half, you know, part of it is gone. And how long will that take? And they were saying that there, you know, I think there's a million or two million still in the state of Florida that is without power. And some of those millions yeah. will will be for at least a month, at least a month. Some of the infrastructure has to be rebuilt or put back in order to then provide power. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 to me, it's it's got a personal um, thing for me because my husband and I spent half of our honeymoon in Sanibel. We went to Freeport, um, and then when we came back from Freeport, we drove across through Alligator Alley and went to the other side of the state, the Gulf side of the state, and went. Uh, and stayed in Sanibel. We rode bikes on Sanibel. We celebrated uh, Cinco de Mayo in Sanibel. Um, and so it it just it's a, it's real sad for me because it's like you know there's there's a I I just wonder you know how 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 it is how things are going to be for the people there. It was just for for me it was just one of the most enjoyable experiences that I've ever had. Um, mm-hmm. And I just I feel bad for the people that, um, like you said, don't have flood insurance, have, have these and the the property values there for for an area like that are pretty high. So when you talk about rebuilding, you have to have a lot of money set aside to rebuild if you're going to rebuild there. But you know just just uh, you know to make up for a lot of things because you're not just talking about rebuilding houses. You've lost. A lot of stuff. Most people have probably lost pictures, keepsakes, all types of stuff. Um, that that so it's not going to. No matter how much money you have, is really not going to be the same. And you know, you might want to. You know, you might go somewhere else. Uh, but it's it's still going to be something that haunts you for the rest of your life. So it's it's just yeah sad yeah. to me. It's amazing. Um, I, I hope they build back. Um, and I forgot the point that I was going to make, but again, in hindsight, to now say some of them weren't given enough of a warning, I, I think is laying the blame somewhere else. Um, and as adults, we have to have to uh, keep this real. You know, mm-hmm. we we all have free will to make decisions to stay. Or to go, and I was gonna say this is where I was gonna go, Gretchen. Is that okay. when I go to the beach, or mm-hmm. at the shore, or have a, a cabin on the beach, or whatever? It is the best communion with God that I've ever had. Just powerful, mm-hmm. and I understand yeah. the attraction to it. Um, I understand the the you know the draw to it, but make sure you understand God is gonna come back. You know, isn't He? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, it's, and I don't want to get too biblical, but boy, no, you you have to. I, I I you know I don't you know me I don't have a problem with it because I think you have mm-hmm. to. 
um, you have to to look at, um, you know, I've tried to look at a variety of different perspectives on this, especially when they talk about um, flooding. And, you know, I know there's probably some people that talk about, well, you know, God said he wasn't going to send the flood and everything like that. The thing about it is, no, he didn't send the flood to destroy the earth. He didn't send the flood. The area, a lot of these areas are built where the water levels increase when mm-hmm. there is a deluge of rain that's not god sending a flood he didn't cover the earth he's not punishing anybody um you know this is this is just uh a, a, i guess a, from nature um and so when you try to alter nature mm-hmm. there are sometimes are repercussions so, yeah you know, or, or you know, if 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 you're going to live in an area where there's a, you know, there's a lot of uh, water, then you've got to understand that if, if there's a lot of water, water is not like it's a it's a body of water, but it flows. You know, it goes up, yeah. it goes out. I mean, you you see that on the beach with the tide. Okay. So exactly. and the tide is affected by other factors, the moon and other things. You you've got to understand that you are if you're going to live among nature in that way, then you have to deal with the pros and cons that come along with that. Um, you know, levels of water, or sometimes it's it's not even you know the rising of the water. Sometimes it's the receding of the water. Sometimes it's drought. It's not. It's having not enough water. It's just the way nature works. So. There you go. There you go. I couldn't have put that better myself. Um, if you're going to live and commune with nature in that way, um, it is a risk for sure. It is a risk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and and I and I know that they will rebuild. You know, I even heard some of the insurance companies say they were going to go um, down there. They were going to be there as of last Monday and write checks on site. And that's a good thing. But it made me think: Have they always done that in other areas? I, I get so maybe so conspiracy theorists sometimes. Yeah, I, 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 I think they've done it before. But the thing about it, they'll write those checks. And then they won't come back. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're already having an issue here in Florida with um, insurance companies that are that are saying we're done. You know, we're not going to service the state people in the state of Florida. Um, mm-hmm. Insurance. We were having an insurance crisis way before this happened, and now it's it's just. Um, I think everybody's just holding their breath to wait and see what the next step is. I mean, bottom line, mm. to me, at this point, uh, or even before, but bottom line is you got to start saving or setting aside some money or having, a, a, you know, multiple sources of income that you set aside for things that go on with your home. Being a homeowner, oh, yeah. I, and, and I, I, I am all for being a homeowner, but being a homeowner comes with a, a whole set of responsibilities that you, it, you're you just stuck with. It's just mm-hmm. the way it is. Um, you know, and, and it's your home. You can't call yeah. it a landlord. 
and you should want to have your you be the last day of your home anyway. But yeah, right. It's yeah. So I mean, you know, knowing that insurance is kind of iffy, it's kind of high. You know, maybe you want to start uh, setting aside just like I said, just a little bit. You know, if you're you're you know, hopefully you're tithing, but also you know maybe take a little percentage. And, you know, and it could be a little percentage, but take a percentage and put it aside in, you know, a a savings account. Yes, the interest is, is, you know, minimal, but still just put it aside, you know, do a direct deposit and just set it aside. They say that, um, although this probably wouldn't have mattered for some, uh, but they say you should have, uh, I think it's six months in terms of, an emergency fund that you set aside, and I, I'm bad. I don't have that, but, um, you know, that's something that needs to be worked toward. But you should have about six months in the event of the, of an emergency, whether it's something with your home or something with an illness, with your health, or or if you have to, you know, travel or something, you should have a certain amount set aside just in case. Yeah, if you're bills for your household to run and maintain your household is 2500 a month and then you should have six times that if that's what it is now you know um, that's an exorbitant amount but um, I don't think I have six months in, um, set aside but you that is the goal that is the goal ultimately for sure and it should be considered that okay every each month you have to pay your bills, but you also have to pay yourself too. You have to pay yourself a little bit, set aside something, and keep it set aside. Don't go dipping into it for the cutest boots coming out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I know some people, that, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have other vices, but, um, yeah, and, and it's, it's hard. You just have to, you have to modify behavior sometimes, and you just have to take your time with it. Don't try to modify it all at once because it'll be frustrating. But you have to take huh. baby steps. You know, like they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, things things that happen. Um, even with we we're talking about the hurricane, the hurricane just didn't happen. There are a variety of things that happened that brought Ian to to this point warm water, uh, different different other things that brought Ian to this point. And like I, like we were we've been saying, you know, I know I know some people are saying, well, climate change is involved in that. That's true too. I mean, but you know, we're having a lot of heat. We've had an ice age. You know, I mean, it's it's an ebb and flow of nature. It's just what's what's going to happen, and you just have to prepare the best you can for whatever it is. I did want to bring this up. You know, I'm all about solar. Um, there was a, a community uh, that went through Hurricane Ian, 100% solar. They said they had no loss of power and minimal uh, damage. Uh, this is, let's see, 12 miles northeast Myers, uh, Babcock Ranch. Uh, so there's an article, and I, I want to share it. I, you know, I so for me this this just uh, you know validated my my argument for for solar. You know, it's like 
you know, they, they they had damage. They had, you know, uprooted trees. They had some shingles, you know, but no major damage. Um, and so I, I want to post this on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. Uh, they had they have water. They had electricity. They had internet. Um, you know, so I I I actually would like to to take a trip down there and just kind of look and kind of get some ideas in terms of you know how to be more um, I guess eco friendly, more solar mm-hmm. uh, more solar usage and everything like that. But um, I, I'm glad that that they are okay, and and hopefully they'll be an example for some other communities in terms of uh, going a little greener, so to speak. Yeah, you know, um, now that's that's worth taking a visit for right there to consider, yeah. to see, you know. Um, yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. So, but anyway, I know that um, they are are watching some other and like like we were saying, uh, just because someone doesn't tell you in time to evacuate, there's enough information out there for you to. Um, to get on your own, uh, there's supposed to be a couple of other systems that are out out there right now. And please remember, we are hurricane season doesn't end until um, November 30th. You know, so we we get we we are in it, and we had some stormy activity even before hurricane season began in June. So um, even though they say they give you these six months, you have uh, possibilities of bad weather throughout. So, but want to take a quick break. Um, and like I said, if you have uh, stories that you want to share with us, the number is five one six three eight seven one nine four four. I'm here with CEO of Never Had So Good Entertainment, Princess Cooper. Uh, we both are sharing because uh, we, we're not even in the same state. She's in South Carolina, which uh, took a hit, and um, I'm in Florida. But uh, just I, you know, I, I wouldn't live anywhere else. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I still I still like Florida. So. But anyway, this is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson & Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today here with uh, Princess Cooper, who is the CEO of Never Had It So Good Networks, and uh, we were talking about uh, Hurricane Ian. One of the stories that, I liked, and I really want to try to get somebody on from this organization, is called Mercy Chefs. Um, They went down there and started um, trying to feed people 
uh, who were, you know, victims of Ian. And um, they have, I'm going to put their link on on the um, G's Power Hour Facebook page. It's called mercychefs.com. So, um, on, and so what they say they do, they do disaster relief. Um, they use their equipment, resources, skills, and they use volunteers to, to serve um, in a crisis situation here. So um, the co-founder says is Anne LeBlanc. She's LeBlanc, uh, one of the co-founders. Mm-hmm. But I just I saw them on, and I, I didn't realize that they had that, and I just thought that was a, a really nice thing for them to be down there and, and doing their work. So I'm going to try to get them on. Um, there's also a way you can help out. You can donate um, to them which they probably could use because they're, you know, they're feeding uh, those people down there, lots of people down there that have nothing, absolutely nothing right now. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Had you heard um, of them? I'd never heard of them. No, no. Um, but I, I, I can't seem to turn away from some of this coverage and, I guess from last Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the coverage, I watched most of it. But I've gone back Mm -hmm. to see some of the recovery um, and see the National Guard there and just the need for ice, people looking for ice. And then Mm -hmm. this one, the stations that are set up um, further south, you has a station with ice, but also MREs, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think it's MREs. It's MREs, which are, of course, um, those dinners that come in a packet of food that the soldiers mm-hmm. use, they have they were right. passing out that um, cases of water, ice, but they were also passing out tarps um, for your homes so that you can, um, if you have something with your roof or the side of your house, you can cover it with tarp because, of course, the weather is not going to stop just because you have an emergency at your house, you know. Mm-hmm. But um uh as 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 crazy it may sound, um I I I too, even though I'm sounding kinda of sensible here, to come back to my home and to see all of the things that I've accumulated, which maybe I should sever some of the attachment I have to them, just to to actually view that and to see it all floating in water or damage mm-hmm. would would be a shock to me too. Would just be an ultimate shock to me. Um um, and then to set out on the goal to rebuild. Um, if you have a plan or, or goals without plan or plan without a goal, you just you're just dreaming. So it, it's then time to get to work. But um, just the the need for ice until the basics of of running water and and power is restored. Yeah, I I when I was I guess try, sort of preparing for the storm, um, I kept wondering, okay, what should I do? Should I, like, have a lot of water? Should I, because I, I just really wasn't sure uh, what I would need because I didn't know how I would be impacted. I didn't think we would have, let's say, a lot of flooding because we, we sort of sit up high and we even have some of our yard that's kind of slopes. So, um, I, I figured any water is probably going to to run down one of the, one or two of the slopes that we we have. 
Um, but, you know, so I, I started, like, putting away ice, and then I stopped. I'm like, okay, why am I putting away ice? Just, you know, you, you kind of, I was kind of at a loss in terms of exactly what should I do to prepare. I kept saying I was going to do an overnight bag, which I should have, um, because they tell you to do one. I didn't do it. Um, fortunately, I didn't need it. But, you know, I, I kind of figured I'd yeah. just throw maybe a pair of jeans and, and something in there and probably, hopefully, just drive far away enough or get far away enough where I could run into um, a store that was open and um, purchase something. I know that um, in advance, I think we we already talked about something. It's like mm-hmm. some of the stores closed early. I think Walmart closed at 9.30 the day before um, and Publix closed at noon that day. Yep. Um, they're still having – a lot of the stores are still having, like, empty shelves from where mm-hmm. people raided the shelves. And I also assume, too, that some of the shipments um, had to be delayed because of the storm. Yep. So a yeah. lot of a lot of Just trying to get through to Florida. And you can better right. believe – as a matter of fact, I, I saw where – you know, Tampa on down south, people still looking for gas because a lot of the gas stations were destroyed or underwater. They haven't reopened. Um, right. You know, Fort Myers in, in that area was saying there was only two gas stations in the whole city that were open and there were lines everywhere. But you have to imagine that the 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 supply line has been interrupted. Um, right. Uh, you I know, saw something this sure. morning where somebody was Ubering uh, gas down there, free gas. Um, oh wow! That's an, that's another good thing too. Um, yeah. So um, our gas prices are down. I don't know if it's because of that or or what it's because. But I know I know when I went uh, yesterday, I got got filled up and it, it was down. I want to say mm-hmm. about maybe twenty five cents lower than it was the last time I filled up. So. Well, 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 yeah. I, I, oh, can, I can't say. Some people still were up there. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say that I monitor that. I don't do gas, and that's a luxury I have in this house because of Reverend Robinson. So when I asked him, I said, honey, is gas really over $4? And he just looked at me and laughed, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but it has been a steady decline since June. Um, there was a report a couple of days ago that um, President Biden had done additional um, negotiation with OPEC or oil or gas to lower the prices a little bit more. I don't know if we could have seen them that 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 quickly, um, but to see that gas is lower now and that there isn't a whole mm-hmm. lot of price price gouging is encouraging. And I wanted to go back to what you said about you were going to prepare an overnight bag um, or get more ice or stop getting ice or whatever. Sometimes we talk ourselves out of uh, preparing or feel that we're over-preparing. But, you know, I know when emergencies hit, I'm not the most, and and I I tend to get emotional. So I do try to prepare for certain things and go, okay, let me at least have everything, my documents, even though I had them on the cloud, let me have my documents Mm -hmm. here in a folder that I can definitely just, you know, dip down Mm -hmm. into my purse. And, of course, um, I have a big enough briefcase that holds, 
you know, mm-hmm. my tablet, my my MacBook, and my my camera system. So, you know, but um, I don't think there's over-preparing, but sometimes we talk ourselves out of it because we know we're not in a low-lying area. But area, right. Just to, listeners, um, the next day, the first thing I did, okay, let me call and check on Gretchen, and I had to tell her, I don't want yes, anything. I'm just <laughs> going to call, and I said, I'm calling tomorrow. But she headed mm-hmm. that off, listeners. She called to let me know, hey, the second day that we're doing good. Yeah. Um, but, um, and you know what? As you said, this is going to happen again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to happen again, and it's going to happen at our shorelines. And I don't know if we're going to get a hurricane that – um, hits the state in three hits the you know United States in three different places, but you know Hurricane Ian came up came ashore in the Tampa St. Pete Fort Myers Sanibel area, and then crossed over, um, hit Jacksonville, and then came back up and hit North Carolina, South Carolina, and Charleston. You know I just um, and once I saw that the winds were getting up and to 160 about- miles an hour. It, it was going to be. And then I told my husband. Then I told my husband, "I'm like, check, check, check with your mom <laughs> because it's supposed to go up to Philadelphia mm-hmm. and flood up That's there." Right. <laughs> it was like how's her basement? To flood you know? Philadelphia in New York. It was headed that way. It's torrential rains, but it was. I was going to say, didn't it rain hard through the game up there? Um, several. Games. I think so. Several games. Yeah. Uh, as far as the NFL is concerned, and then um, this weekend um, there were postponements again in baseball because of rain, and not yesterday. Yesterday was what? Tuesday. So Sunday mm-hmm. and Monday there were cancellations. So, um, mm-hmm. um, and that's just the remnants, you know. But uh, it's it's been a horrifying, you know, two or three weeks here. But I remember this being out beyond Cuba. And everyone's mm-hmm. saying it is taken that the 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 model is headed towards Florida at that time. You should have you should stop preparing. Mhm, mhm. I want to give out this information though, really quick, um, from the Department of Children and Families, Florida Department of Children and Families. Um, and I don't have any other places, and I I need to probably get that. But um, they have a Hurricane Ian response and recovery effort um, where you can get. Uh, food replacement benefits, um, and food assistance. So uh, they you can they have it online where you can request food replacement in English, uh, uh, Spanish, and Creole. So um, that's oh, on nice. that site. And I just put that link on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. I just posted it. Um, some counties have it. Uh, they're still awaiting for approval for Osceola in St. John's County, but they have have it in Charlotte County, Collier, DeSoto, Flagler, Glaze, Hardy, Hendry, Highlands, Hillsborough, Lee, Manatee, Okeechobee, Orange, Pinellas, Polk, Putnam, Sarasota, Seminole, and Volusia counties. So, um, like I said, I did just post that on there. So if you, let's say, went without power, um, to the point where you, you had to toss food, um, there there are benefits for for most of you out there. Uh, so just go to that. The link is on the G's Power Hour Facebook page, and the link if you know can't get to it on Facebook is myflfamilies.com. That's m y f l 
S-A-M-I-L-I-E-S dot com slash Hurricane Ian. Okay, just remember that, slash Hurricane Ian. Uh, so that there's information there for for those who who are in need of of getting that. So. Okay, great, great, great. Um, just a couple yeah. of local things. Uh, as of about an hour ago, at one of our high schools, they just said an active shooter was in um, active shooter oh um, situation was in in place, and the sheriff's office is now headed out there, or or they are on scene. So we'll we'll get more information. Um, about that for sure. So, um, but I wanted to make it a, a little bit light here at the end and just ask you: Have you heard about the rumors about Tom Brady and Giselle breaking up and yeah, securing their I was going to ask you about that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They talked about it on the View, and yeah, I've been hearing about it on the radio. And geez, people can't get divorced quietly. Um, <laughs> Nothing like Mary. Well, Joseph. you know, they they uh, may want to, they may want to, but when you have the paparazzi and everybody else in, because all it said is that they secured divorce lawyers. Well, how would they find out unless somebody leaked that? Because I would not assume yeah. that either one of those at this point would want to to leak that. But you, yeah, you can't even do that quietly. Um, and then they went on to say that together they have about twenty six million tied up in. In, in land and real estate together. So there would have to be a, a separation of that. But um, um, she is basically upset because he came back for another year. And um, yeah, he thought he retired sooner than he wanted to. And he, that was not the life that he wanted. So um, I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know. I guess Giselle thought that that was a deal breaker for her. I don't know how that you you force someone to live the life that you want them to live. You got to let people be happy and then then love on you. You can't, you know. I I I have a problem. I think with that, but individually they're going to have to take care of that or together. Yeah. Have to take care. Well, the thing is too, it, it's 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 a difficult situation. Um, and I was listening today to financially though, cause she's supposed to be worth more than he is, uh, financially in terms of millions of dollars and whatnot. But, you know, the thing is she may have also given up her career earlier than she wanted to because she was trying to do the responsible thing in terms of taking care of the kids. And she was probably trying to support him as well, and, you know, it's like, okay, you know, there's things that, that I want to do, too, other than just, you know, following you around, I, yeah. you know, because they, they uprooted. She probably never thought that they'd go to Florida, um, mm-hmm. coming from yeah. the climate that she was in northeast. You know, um, he's, yeah, it's hard to, to ask people to, to make sacrifices, but when you have other people involved, especially children, you have to think about how they're being impacted. Okay. And they may tell you, oh, I'm fine. But they're children. They do not want to disappoint the folks if they have a good relationship with, with the parents. They don't want to they don't want to mess that up. You know, they don't want to feel like they're the cause or the source of, of something. You know, you you making a, a decision that 
that, you know, you may regret later, and then, you know, you take it out on them. They don't want to be in in that position. But, you know, um, and I don't know, you know, does does he have a little bit of, of Peter Pan syndrome? Maybe. I don't know, you know. <laughs> you know, um I, I, I think you're correct. It, it, there was a moment, a while there, um, that she w- she had the most wealth. I think he superseded her with this brand TV12 um, in building the the facility in in Boston. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, together they make they have a pretty penny, and mm-hmm. they, they have enough to to start over. Uh, I, I think. I'm going to say this without trying to get, you know, people say I'm too religious sometimes. If they lean on God and seek God's will, maybe Mm -hmm. they can head off some of this. And when I say head off some of this, um, head off getting a divorce or separating. You put in a whole lot of time, effort, and love to stay together. Um, One bad decision or maybe even a compilation of bad decisions shouldn't end a marriage if you have strength and seek God's guidance. And I'm going to leave it there. I, I, some people say I'm no, you, much like that. You're absolutely right. I mean, people have to remember that um, God, God, if God is not in the center uh, of, you know, your marriage, even when you're making decisions. Uh, I, I was, have, was having a discussion the other day about this in terms of I, I liken – my relationship with God to having him as part of my fabric versus part of my garment, like a, like a jacket, Mm. like, you know, the fabric makes the entire jacket, but a sleeve makes up a part of of the jacket, a part of the garment. So like God is not a sleeve. God is interwoven into the whole fabric of, of the jacket. God is, should be interwoven into your whole life. You know, when, I've talked to people about different situations and it's like, well, you know, you know, I have, you know, I have, I have to, you know, pray over stuff. And they're like, well, you know, you know, God is not necessarily part of it. It's like God's a part of everything. (laughs) And and for you to compartmentalize and not include him in something, there's, there's something that's, that's off. There's something that's wrong. It's not right. And, um, you know, you, you've got to kind of look at your life in total and see, uh, you know, the times that I excluded God, how how was my life? Was it better? Was it worse? How was it, you know, and the times I included him in my life, you know, how was my life? You know. There you go. There you go. You know, um, and, and I say this to young people. I said, you're going to find times in your life that you will say, um, Lord, if you assist me in this or if you help reveal what is your will in my life, I am going to do something different. And eventually we're going to say that to to you're going to say that to yourself. Um, even if you've never sought God before, when you get in trouble, the first thing we do is say, oh, Lord, oh, God. But we mm-hmm. have to listen and understand the moment. Uh, if we are in trouble or whatever decisions we've made have put, it to, put us to one point, you know, then we want to really seek God. But the, the key is, is to seek him before, you know, 
to seek him in normal times or whatever we consider normal times to be. But you're right. God is a, is is part of the fabric for sure, um, or is the fabric. And mm-hmm. um, I, I hope that even in this, Giselle and Tom Brady, and, and you know, Gretchen, success breeds arrogance. And success sometimes um, have you feel that all of your success is because of you and have anything mm-hmm. to do with God's intervention. And that's mm-hmm. the story. And I hope yeah. they, just, they figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want I want to talk about uh, some things that I wanted to do with the show and things I, I plan on doing with the show. I had anticipated uh, by this time, possibly uh, expanding the show to an hour and a half. Um, and I'm waiting now on that. I'm just going to stick with the 1130 to 1234 mat. Um, but I want you all to let me know what it is that you want to see in the show. Um, and, and, you know, maybe if it's more than, than I can handle in an hour, then I might go back to that. But in the meantime, there's a couple of things that we're going to do with the show. Um, we're going to add a bit of a spiritual component. Yeah, and some of you might just, you know, I hope you appreciate it. Some of you might just want to skip it, but that's that's on you. I have to do what I feel like God calls me to do. So um, we're going to, um, and hopefully we'll have it daily, but, um, you know, I'm building up to that. But um, um, I've asked a variety of, of members of the clergy to come on for the first 10 minutes of the show to share prayer, to share some insight in terms of spiritual issues, and to share um, what their perspective is or what our perspective should be in terms of how you handle certain situations, you know, different uh, events in life. The hurricane would be one of those, Um, how we, you know, how we are supposed to view things like um, uh, the Ukraine and, and other issues, you know, things that go on in, in our in school, our education systems. So, you know, so we're going to spend, spend the first 10 minutes of the show, uh, hopefully every day at some point, but some days right now, uh, doing some spiritual evaluation and, and sharing some prayer. And uh, hopefully you, if you have some questions of whoever we have on board um, that's trying to guide us, um, hopefully you'll want to share that. But the other thing I want to invite you all, I want to do something I'm going to call G's Community Voice. And I want you all to take the following 10 minutes. Uh, we're still going to have other guests on. We're not, we're not getting rid of our guests. But I want you all to take maybe, you know, 10 minutes during uh, a part of the show, like between 1140 and 1150, to talk about things that are going on in your community not just bad stuff, good stuff. You know, there may be somebody that you feel needs to be celebrated and they don't, they're not getting the recognition or somebody's doing something special in your community. But also maybe something that needs to be done in your community and some, no one's talking about it and you feel like it needs to be given a voice. So, um, you know, G's Community Voice, you know, you, I give you all a call-in number. You, all, you guys can call in. If you have someone that you want us to interview that can address the issue that, you know, in your community that you feel needs to be addressed. You know, let us know, and we can try to uh, set up an interview with that person. Um, Or if you get them for us, we will interview them. So I wanted to throw that out there. So those are some of the things that I'm thinking about doing. So, uh, Princess? 
Well, congratulations, Gretchen. And, um, you know, the one thing I can say, listeners, is that Gretchen is always thinking about the format of her show and how she can add value to it. And that value can be a guest or a segment or expanding, you know, the amount of time. Um, And time has never been an issue at all. Whatever Gretchen wants, 90 minutes or an hour or two hours, that is exactly what she gets. Um, (laughs) For sure. You're um, funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then, you know, too, though, and I say this um, when I talk about the network, is my show or our show in Orlando is one of the best um, um, avenues and podcasts out there to get information about a whole lot of things. And it's, it's always one that's interesting. And, and I continue to say that, um, I was listening to Mayor Demings, um, during the storm, um, as it came through Orlando. And I said to, um, you know, some family members that I had here, I know Mayor Demings because of Gretchen. Um, and I don't think I knew who the mayor of Orlando was, but I actually feel that I know his voice and and how he now would handle things because and, uh, and let me correct that he's the mayor of Orange County, so that includes right. Orlando and all those cities. Because we do have mm-hmm. Mayor Buddy Dyer, who is the mayor of Orlando, but um, Mayor Jerry Demings is the mayor of Orange County. So I just wanted to correct that. Thank you for correcting that. Yeah, you know, um, and I'm encouraging everybody to listen to this show in Florida to vote Val Demings. And then I'll leave it there. <laughs> okay. I have to say I am I have some dilemmas with the upcoming election. And I'm just gonna leave okay. that right there. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but that's another discussion for another day. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. speaking of elections and, and stuff, okay, you got just a little over a month. Uh, before the elections are here, and you have only a few days left, Orange County and in other places, to make sure that your registration information is correct. Um, if you've moved between the August election and now, you've got to get that stuff straightened out right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's only a few days left uh, to to get to lock in your registration. Uh, before you're able to vote in, on November 8th. So uh, please don't don't forget that. Uh, but anyway, in the meantime, we're going to work on trying to get back to some sort of sense of, of normality. Uh, one of the people, by the way, we do have a minister on that's going to be coming on Friday. He is actually a minister in um, our economist, Paul Shelton's church. Um, so he'll be on Friday. And so we, we look forward to having him. And then I've, I've got some other folks, um, some family. So i got some family coming up next week um, that are members of the clergy. So uh, I look forward to, to having those discussions. So anyway, Amen. I am always grateful to have you on, Princess. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Gretchen. Have a great day. Have a blessed day. Deeds Power Hour, I never had it so good entertainment saying bye for now. Be well, be safe, be blessed. Please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.